0: John chapter 4, beginning in verse 22. Let's remember that Jesus just met with Nicodemus. And let's also remember that Nicodemus had heard about the miracles. That's why Jesus performed them. He wanted people to know who he was. For three and a half years, he let people know that he really was God And Nicodemus came to him and said, I know you're from God because nobody can can do what you've done except they they be from God. You can't change water into wine. You can't heal a man that's been lame for 38 years just by speaking to him unless you're from God. And so he, he told Nicodemus what you and I need to know, that you have to be born again. And that means you have to have God's life in you And then in verse 22, after these things happened, Jesus and his disciples went to Judea. And um, there he stayed and baptized people. And John was also baptizing because there was much water in Salem, and they came and they were baptized. John later was put in prison. And then there arose a question between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purification or the ceremonies that were taking place or the baptism. What did it do? And they came to John and they said, Rabbi, he that was with thee beyond Jordan, to whom you bear witness, behold the same baptize. And all men came to him. And John answered and said, A man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. Baptism doesn't do anything for you. It's a symbol to the world of what has happened to you. We're baptized to say, I have received the life of God through the death of Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit. For yourselves bear me witness that I said, I'm not the Christ, but I am sent before him. John came before Christ to announce his coming. He that has the bride is the bridegroom. Who is the bride? It's the church. Who is the church? It's the believers. And Jesus is the bridegroom. Remember he went first to the wedding As a symbol of the relationship that you and I have with him. He's the bridegroom and we're the bride. And we should be spending this time, in time, preparing for that wedding. Preparing for him to come and receive us out of time into eternity to be with him forever. But the friend of the bridegroom, which stands and hears him, rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This, my joy, therefore, is fulfilled. What is he saying? I've heard the bridegroom speak, and what a joy it is to me to know him and to hear him. And then John expressed his heart in the next verse, verse 30. He said, He must increase but I must decrease. And that should be all of our attitude. It's not, look who I am and look what I've done and look what I'm doing. It's look what God is doing. And I just want to tell you that never do I sit down to record these episodes without asking God to control me by the Holy Spirit. And I always pray, Lord, you know who's going to listen to this. I don't. And you know the needs of their heart. And I ask you to use my mind, my heart, and my voice to say the things that they need to hear. And I believe that he will do that. And one of the things that is is so ugly in the world today is pride and arrogance and and haughtiness and I'm saying that I've been guilty of that in the past and because it is so ugly I don't want to be that way anymore and so I love this verse and I recommend it to you whoever you are wherever you are and whatever your needs are let him increase and you decrease and then he becomes in charge and he takes over. He does things that we can't do. I had a young man visiting me just just this week, and he needed a job. And I said, oh, let's just pray that God will give you the job. And he said, okay. And he called me the next day, and he said that out of the blue, he got a call from someone he hadn't seen in a long time. And they, they said, are you available to come and work for me? And the job met every requirement he had of what he wanted to do. I wish you could have seen the smile on his face. I had goosebumps all over me because this young man decided to increase and let God, to, I'm sorry, to decrease and let God increase in his life. And God met his needs without him exerting any effort. Oh, I'm telling you, that's the way to live. And then verse 31, He that comes from above is above all. Just remember that. God, in the person of Jesus Christ, has made Himself known to us. And the work of the Holy Spirit is to illuminate our minds as to who He is. But remember, He came from above. And he is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth. He that comes from heaven is above all. I look at the world today, and every day it gets worse. Every day I see, I hear lies, and I see turmoil. I see nightmares and horror stories. Just yesterday, August the 12th, 2021, I hear the news of the Taliban in Afghanistan beheading people, and my mind flashed the picture that I saw once on TV of a group of Christians that they lined up on the beach. They had them handcuffed, and they had them kneel, and they went through and chopped off their heads what could be worse? I don't know if we really realize what's going on in the world. But things are getting worse. Now what he has seen and heard that he testifies. But no one receives his testimony. They don't believe him. He that has received his testimony has sent to him his seal that God is true. When you receive the testimony of Jesus Christ, then you're sealed with the Spirit, and you know that God is true. For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. He didn't measure out the spirit to him, he gave it all to him. The Father loved the Son and has given all things into his hand. And that's what I love to tell people. Don't tell me that you aren't sure Jesus Christ is in your life. God has given to him all things. Think about who he is. And when he comes into your life, oh my, does he make a difference. You just know that you're changed. You may not understand it, You may not have knowledge of what's happened to you. That will come. But there is a change, and you know it. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Did you hear what that said? If you believe on the Son, you have everlasting life. But if you don't, then the wrath of God abides on you. Take your choice. The love, forgiveness, grace, mercy, peace, or the wrath of God. I can't think of anything worse. And I'm afraid that The wrath of God is not taught. We hear about God is love and God is mercy, and that is true, and you can experience that. But flip the coin. God didn't just send his son to play games. I think of my two boys. I don't know. Yes, I do. I know if I was called on to sacrifice either one of them. For any one of you, I don't know that I could do it, but God graciously did it, and He wasn't playing games with us. He gave His only begotten Son. As John 3.16 says, that whosoever believes on Him should not perish, but have eternal life. I just treasure the word whosoever. Anybody within the sound of my voice, I don't care who you are, where you are, what you've done, if you decide to believe in the Son of God, your sins are washed away, never to be mentioned again by God. And the one thing that we humans have a problem with is remembering the past. And feeling guilty for it. And that's because we fail to remember that there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. God never has, nor will He ever condemn anyone. We are condemned already. Our sin has condemned us. But once we believe on the wonderful matchless gift of Jesus Christ's death and resurrection as a substitute for me, your sins are gone. And I will remind you that I learned from the story of Lot leaving Sodom and Gomorrah when I read that his wife looked back and died. It was so funny. It just hit me so hard that looking back can defeat you and depress you. Even my good memories that I have, I had a great marriage for almost 59 years. Sam and I had so much fun together We worked through our problems spiritually. And we became one as God intended us to be. And we just loved being together. Traveling or just sitting, reading our Bibles or watching TV, as long as we were together. And it's been hard for me to be alone. And I don't want to make light of it. But learning from Lot's wife Even to look back over the good times is not healthy for me mentally because it makes me miss it so much. And I know that God would have me enjoy this day, look forward to tomorrow, and the rest of my life on earth. And I am committed to doing that. So remember, if you believe on the Son, you have everlasting life. If you don't, you face the wrath of God. I don't know that I have ever met a man that I wanted to face the wrath of God. So examine your heart. Be sure that Jesus Christ is in your life. And you've been born again from above, and now you look forward to what He will do in and through you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.